Mr. Warren Hayes, and I welcome you to my show, The Mr. Warren Hayes Show, in, uh, where, where we review, we recap tonight's edition of WWE Raw, which, is, uh, which happened today, and today being January 4, not January, January, February 4, 2019. I may or may not be confused this evening. I may have to retire after this. You never know. <laughs> just you just never know what can happen when you when you do live streams like this, but you know what? The point here, the point that that that's important here is that I regardless of how uh, uh, um, uh, uh, how much my brain may be in fog, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everyone who is here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes joining us live for this live broadcast. That is so kind of you all. And if you're not joining us live, watching us later on YouTube, that's fantastic as well. I appreciate that too. You know, and if you if you like what you see and you enjoyed, you can give it a thumbs up. You can share the link out. That's also really nice. Very sweet of you to do so. But perhaps you're also, perhaps you're not, you're like, wow, what's this talk about YouTube? I'm listening to Warren Hayes in my ears on my preferred podcast application. Well, that's normal because the audio of these live streams ends up as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. It's all there. You can go. Check that out and subscribe. Think about subscribing. Think about it. Then do it. You, th you for, First and foremost, you put some thought into it. Just like, should I subscribe? And if the answer is yes, then you'll, you'll do it. And that's really the best. It's the best way for you to support my little, uh, my little, uh, gated corner of the internet. It's not that gated though, but you know what I mean? My little garden. It's like a little garden. A little plot of land that I cultivate and maintain. I add fertilizer on it so that, you know, everything grows nice and strong. This is what I do here and the best way to support it is to subscribe to my, to all this shit. <laughs> um. So yeah, so there we go. So uh, thank you all for, 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 for joining us. Uh, and I know stream that the, that the, um, not stream, but everyone joining me live. I know that the, uh, the stream is a little weird tonight. You know, the, the, the quality, I know the, 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 it's a little laggy and I apologize for that. Not quite sure what the issue is. If anything, uh, you know, if anything, if you want the purest experience possible, well, you can go pick up the audio on the, uh, uh, afterwards. Uh, on uh, on podcast form because that's going to be pristine and clear and 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 juicy, especially juicy. Tomorrow evening, folks, right here. Just as a reminder, ten thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be doing my uh, SmackDown Live recap show, um, and uh, that will be happening right here on YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And then, of course, the audio will be available on all pod podcasting applications podcasting platforms um so so please join us again so that'd be fantastic so that's one thing then of course on wednesday i'll be doing my 205 live nxt nxt uk recap show over on fightfulselect.com the premium service of fightful.com 
pro wrestling MMA boxing news website. You go there, you get all your scoops, you want extra content, you want more podcasts, you were you want insider insider insight, you want that uh, that uh, some extra news. Well, you head on over to fightfulselect.com, you sign up there. You get my 205 Live NXT uh, NXT UK recap show. You get Sean Ross Sapp's uh, Fightful Weekly podcast. You get Steven Jensen, who does the Weekender podcast, where he covers all non-WWE wrestling stuff. Um, we got pay-per-view, uh, retro pay-per-view reviews. We have currently, right now, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Peak Attitude Era pay-per-view right there for you folks. It was a fun time, a great show. Uh, and you guys should uh, should uh, should go check it out because it, the, the 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 review, the pay per view as well, but our review as well because it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm gonna tell you this much: we remember, you know, a lot of a lot of us remember that pay per view fondly for very specific reasons, and we remember that pay per view fondly for the right reasons as well. So go check that out. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, this weekend, keep an eye out. There will be a another edition of Fightful's uh, women's only wrestling podcast called The Division, Kristen Ashley's podcast. She's invited me again as a panelist. Yes, she has because she's very she's uh, she's very generous towards me. Uh, she uh, you know uh, I extend nothing but my utmost appreciation to her. For allowing me to uh, to bask in her in her presence once again as a panelist on her on her show, so that'll pop up at some time uh, this weekend on uh, on Fightful.com. Looking forward to doing that. And today, right here today, Monday, Omega Luke, Omega Luke podcast. Uh, I was a guest on the Omega Luke podcast along with JPQ, who's in the chat as well. Uh, uh, we were uh, we were we joined uh, Luke as a a three-person panel where uh, where we discussed uh, seasons in WWE, or at least giving wrestlers time off, uh, which is a topic that pops up once in a while. So we had a nice roundtable discussion on top of that. Man, I thought we were going to make it to about 30 minutes, you know, that we'd have said everything we'd have to say and but no we uh, John is he's a he's a he has a great mind for this kind of stuff it was a great discussion Luke's an excellent excellent host he really kept the conversation going it was a lot of fun you should go check it out and you should subscribe to the Omega Luke podcast if you don't already because it's quality stuff man quality go check that out um so there we go so there we go. Those were my, my, my plugs. That's what's coming up. And uh, speaking of plugs, we are going to do... Whoa, hang on a second. The Oh, no. We're unprepared here, apparently. There we go. Bold predictions. <laughs> yes, you know the production value here at the Warren Hayes Show. It is always top-notch. You know, there's uh, WWE production value up here, you know, and New Japan production here. And I'm kind of like, just above New Japan. I'm kidding. New Japan's production value isn't that bad. NWA, uh, NWA 70th anniversary, though. All right. 
bold predictions, folks. You know how this works. I go to Twitter on Mondays and Tuesdays. I get people's boldest predictions so that I can uh, so that I can add a few more minutes of extra content to the show that I don't have to work on. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at what we have today. Starting with JPQ. JPQ. JPQ has a uh, bold prediction for us this week. He says, Vince puts out a new mandate that event that every audience member is required to wear Mandy rose-colored glasses. You see what he did there? Mandy rose-colored glasses during Raw. This is an instant success as the audience members comment, Ooh, I thought this was going to be a wrestling show, but it's sports entertainment. I get it now. And they say, it's certified fresh. Very good. That's a good bold prediction, JPK. And I'm good. We're going to talk about freshness in a very short while here on the Mr. Warren Hayes show, recapping the the uh, February uh, 4th edition of Monday Night Raw. So thank you, JPQ, for the bold prediction. Next, we have Omega Luke. Oh, look at that. We were talking about him a little earlier. He was on, what a coincidence. He invited me on his show and he gets a bold prediction here in on mine. Wow. Wow. So he says... So Vince McMahon comes down from the rafters on a Harley, okay? He then challenges the Khan family to a street fight, Mania Weekend. Winner takes both companies. He's then interrupted by the Titan Tron by Triple H, who is in Florida and reveals himself as the new GM of AEW. And then he adds, bit obvious though. <laughs> Oh, I hope they never do that because if they if they couldn't get like honest to God, if they couldn't get the uh, the WCW invasion angle done properly, <laughs> no, there's nothing they could do after after that. But thank you for the very bold prediction, Omega Luke. Next, we have Amy, Amy O, who comes in and she says, she says, lights go dark suddenly. You hear machine gun fire and zombies. Resident Evil theme cuts in. It's Leon's theme. Spotlight shines on a man shrouded in darkness, head down. Black jacket with white stripes down the side. Machine gun blast with strobe lights to Kenny Omega. Yes, but, you know, that will always remain in the in the realm of bold pro I'm going to tell you guys this is this week okay there's a very special reason I put I put up this this bold prediction here this week AEW is going to be uh, holding like their 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 ticket announcement event you know they're doing they're doing an event and um you know there's a lot of people who are expecting talent announcements right this week and everyone's angling it's you know it's starting to feel like Kenny Omega's time to pop in this will probably be the last bold prediction of Kenny Omega to WWE that we will be seeing for a very long time. So rest in peace, Kenny Omega, in WWE bold predictions. Amy, thank you, but there we go. This will probably be the very last one. All right, moving on. NWO Wolfpack for Life or the Red Rebel of Death says, Lashley steals Mojo Rawley's new looking-in-the-mirror gimmick. He is repackaged as the narcissist Bobby Lashley 
and Leo holds the mirror for him. Man, we're that close, right? To actually having Bobby Lashley doing that. We're so very, very close. So close. Thank you very much for that, Red Rebel of Death. I appreciate it. Next, we have Mr. Fritz, who's in the chat here. Here He says, Kurt Hawkins will find Daniel Bryan's WWE title in the trash and crown himself only to lose it to Scott Dawson going down in history as the only champion to lose his title without winning it. That's actually really fun. I wish they'd do that. Like someone finds the WWE title in the garbage and then decides to crown themselves. That's a good bold prediction. I like it. Next we have the villain from Slytherin, Kyle McGrath. And he says, Kenny Omega comes to Raw only to tell the fans he signed with AEW and he leaves. (laughs) I like that. Just, you know, come in, troll. Bye. It's fantastic. Thank you very much for that, Kyle. And I do believe this is our last ball prediction of the evening from Long John Bronze. Mojo, Mojo ends up summoning Mirror Mojo. He's just like our Mojo, except he's the son of Zeus. Mirror Mojo then vaporizes the entire roster in four minutes. Mojo gets Mirror Mojo to DQ himself, allowing Mojo to get the win. He banishes Mirror Mojo to the Mirror Universe. I'm sure there's some people who are very confused with this one right now. But I am entertained. And it is my show. And I get to decide what goes on. Because I need to be entertained. Thank you very much, Long John Bronze. Those were our bold predictions for today. Long John Bronze. How's everyone doing in the chat? Yes, uh, by the way, for those of you who are joining, I know this we're having we're having trouble with the stream tonight, and I'm I'm sort of hoping that everything will fall into place. Uh, you know, I'm looking at my stuff, and everything is in the green, so hopefully it'll start. You know, the, it'll stop being as laggy as it is right now. I I do apologize. I do apologize. All right, well, let's go right ahead, everyone, and we are going to start talking about tonight's show, Monday Night Raw. You know, Monday Night Raw coming off a very good weekend of WWE wrestling, you know, with the World's Collide Tournament and Halftime Heat. We were, we were, we got had access this weekend to some quality WWE programming. We really did. We had some fantastic shows yesterday. Uh, not yesterday, Saturday with the with the tournament. And, you know, there's a couple in there that you do have to go out of your way to see. You have to check out the semifinals, not the semifinals, but the finals of the tournament. Velveteen Dream and uh, Tyler Bate was fantastic. And a lot of people are going to sleep on this match, but uh, go out of your way to see it. It was phenomenal. And anyone who's wondering whether or not, you know, uh, 2019 is going to be Velveteen Dream's year, holy smokes, They've been pushing him like crazy recently. Like if it's if if it was even imaginable that they could push him more, they are. Uh, and he had a fantastic match with Tyler Bate. He had a fantastic match with my boy Jordan Devlin in the semifinals. And my boy Jordan Devlin, the man who I would 
I would grate cheese upon his abs. He had a fantastic match with uh, Drew Gulak in a, a fantastic quarterfinal match. Check those out. Go to take a look at it. You know, the, they didn't uh, broadcast the entire tournament, only some key matches. So go check those out. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, trust me. And then, uh, and then yesterday, well, halftime heat. I think I think most of us watched halftime heat yesterday. That was astounding. That was so so good. The guys worked so hard. Alistair Black was in particular top form, if you ask me. And even if you weren't asking me, it's too late. I've given you my opinion. You know, you know what I'm thinking. You, you know what my opinion is. So there you go. All right. So I got, I was kind of wondering, you know, if at this point then would uh, would WWE with this, with all the success that they had this weekend would it carry on into Raw tonight? Well, spoiler alert, it didn't. It did not. But, I mean, the show did start the right way. We, um, the show began with Stephanie McMahon hitting the ring. And, uh, what? what? Oh. This music again. Is this what this is again? Hi, Wayne. Hi, Kristen Ashley, editor-in-chief of Deep Dirt. How are you? Uh, well, I'd be better, but I didn't get my invite. Uh, you're supposed to send me an invite to this little podcast you do. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm still kind of wondering how you managed to get in nonetheless, to be perfectly honest. Uh, connections. Yeah, internet connections. Yeah. (laughs) Correct. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm do. I'm doing good. I'm glad you're here. I mean, you know. Are Are you though? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, what can I? Sorry. Uh, do Do you want to come? Are you coming in here because uh, I'm talking about women's wrestling and you want to uh, you want to crash this and talk about women's wrestling again because you feel that I'm uh, incompetent and cannot properly talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you said that all yourself, but it's sort of like when you get an itch on your nose and they say like someone's thinking about you, I get like an itch on my nose and I go, Warren's about to say something stupid about women's wrestling. So then I just go to stop it like the superhero that I am. So you're coming in to save me is what you're saying. To save your audience. There's no saving you. (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) All right, then. I'm just taking yeah, a sip. Talk. I'm just taking a sip. You've already. Okay, I'm already post. dehydrated. You're, you're, you're. I'm. Christ. Okay. Is it like raspberry lime Seven Up diet or something this week? What are you drinking, Warren? It's just water. Sparkling from water. Your, sparkling water. Yes. From your hipster mason jar glass. Yes. Uh, yep. Well, I mean. I don't know where the where the where the hipster qualification comes from because I think I think everyone I, I think every <laughs> I think everyone drinks from hip uh, from I think everyone drinks go. from mason jars at some point and I don't think it's uh, it's, it's what I do not no yeah but I mean you know you drink out of crystal sea, yeah I was gonna say sippy cups 
So Stephanie uh, McMahon, let's move on. Let's move on with my show. My show, Kristen. Yeah, your show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's move on. <clears throat> Stephanie McMahon, right? She comes uh-huh. to the she 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 she's she's uh, she's in the ring actually. She starts everything off. She said, "Welcome to Monday Night Raw." She starts uh, introducing Becky Lynch, but Becky's music interrupts her, and Becky Lynch. Uh, hobbles down to the ring because she's still selling the leg injury that she sustained at uh, at Royal Rumble. And she comes into the ring and she gets, of course, of course, a huge reaction. And um, so she does, so she, she enters the ring and uh, Stephanie tells her, well, you know, well, you know, before you interrupted your own interruption, I was about to, uh, before you interrupted your own inter- introduction, I was about to introduce you. So she announces her as the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble this year. And Stephanie says, you know, that she she's impressed that uh, Becky stood toe-to-toe with Rhonda last week, smiling the entire while. I don't know about you, but uh, if I had been in the ring with Ronda Rousey, with Ronda <laughs> cutting those promos... Kristen, I would have been smiling too. Yeah. Well, yeah, Becky has everything to smile about because she's always the one that looks like she's on top. You know, she doesn't have to say anything. She just smirks and she looks like she's on top. Rhonda, Rhonda uh, creates baby faces by yep. speaking and by acting and by being present. Rhonda just... Uh, We'll get to it later, but tonight against some some roster women, she made them look like baby faces because she's terrible. She's really bad. <laughs> T- tell us what you really feel. So Stephanie, <clears throat> Stephanie, basically, she she spends the the better part of this promo wondering if, um, uh, or not this promo, but this this segment, this angle, wondering whether uh, or not uh, Becky Lynch is is medically okay to to wrestle you know it's basically telling her well you you know you, uh, you've been favoring this leg uh, for eight days now it doesn't seem to be getting better and you're refusing Becky you're refusing to have uh doctors take a look at it and Becky's like nope nope no doctors looking at my knee and um uh, and Stephanie lays the lays it uh, on the line she says you know that she cannot let Becky physically compete if she's not cleared by the staff and Becky understandably so because this is Stephanie McMahon here she says you know look I know that I'm the glitch in your plan right Uh, I see what you're doing Stephanie Uh, I'm right here I've you know and I'm not moving what would you know about struggle you know, you've never had to struggle for a damn for a damn thing in your life. You're just another daddy's girl who's never had to fight anything, who's never had to fight for anything, trying to stop me from having to fight for everything. And just the, by her saying, you know, you're just another daddy's girl, clearly a reference to Charlotte, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, for sure, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, a lot of people think that's the hint. This is how we get that triple threat we're all not really in love with right now. We'll 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 yeah. t- we'll, we'll talk about that in in a second or two. <clears throat> so basically, um, so but you know Stephanie here being particularly earnest, you know she seems sincere. 
doesn't seem doesn't feel like she's trying to do anything backhanded. She's essentially just telling her, "Look, I'm concerned about your health. I'm concerned about what you're doing. Um, you know, I just want you to be at the top of your game because." And this was what this is something that stood out to me. Um, this is something that stood out to me. Stephanie says, "You know, I want you to be healthy because this is, you know, the biggest." Wrestle. This is the biggest match we'll have at WrestleMania. You versus Ronda Rousey, and then she turns to the audience to get them hyped up. I don't know what you think, Kristen, but that was a pretty big statement. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be the main event, right? I mean, there's been <clears throat> rumors reported. Um, forget exactly where. I don't know if it's Meltzer. I don't know who it was, but somebody reported that they were going to be main eventing. So I think that's foreshadowing, frankly. Yes, but I mean, just I and, and I also believe that's what's happening. But the fact that you have like a McMahon out there essentially saying, "Hey, you know what? This is um, you know this is the biggest match that we have for you, folks. You know, shouldn't everyone be anyway?" I just I thought that that was interesting that they were so blunt about it. Um, well, I mean, oh, go it ahead. would be stupid. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. Uh, they would be stupid to not admit that, though. I mean, it yeah. takes it takes the McMahon's a little while to admit they were wrong about something, but eventually, sometimes they come around. So okay, well, that, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it's like uh, for, <laughs> you know, but you know, at the same time, well, we all know how tone deaf the McMahon's can be. We'll just leave it at that. So essentially, this segment ends with uh, with Stephanie um, with with Becky refusing to see a doctor. Stephanie saying, "I have no uh, option then to uh, suspend you." And Becky clocks her across the face and starts beating her up. Uh, or what was uh, even before that? Uh, just uh, what what I thought was interesting. Just before she did it, you know, she said. Uh, um, you know, if you if you do this, Stephanie, I will not be responsible for my actions. And the audience starts chanting, knock her out, knock her out, which I thought was good. Uh, but yeah, so Becky, Becky gets suspended. Uh, officials come in and she starts tossing dudes around, but all the while selling the leg. You know, it's like she's not super mobile. She's not, uh, you know, it, she's not pulling off any crazy stunts. She's selling the shit out of that leg. So the injury is a huge part of this angle. Then backstage, after she's being escorted out of the building and she runs into Ronda Rousey. And Ronda says, uh, you test the limits of my professionalism. And you beating up Stephanie tonight has robbed the women's evolution and was very unprofessional. Okay. Um, thoughts? Kristen, go. Well, uh, so yeah, I think what. So before I came on to the force myself onto the show, I was watching Fightfuls, and Sean said, you know, this reminds him the most of Steve Austin, mm -hmm. comparison-wise, because there were times when Vince was very sincere with Steve, and Steve still wasn't having it. And the same thing here, that uh, you know, Stephanie was, she seemed very like panicky like please just see a doctor like very frustrated and flustered somebody uh in the chat at fightful said 
that he's being a typical man and refuses to go see a doctor kind of thing. Um, <laughs> like, LOLs. Uh, yeah. And, and so then Becky is probably going through some PTSD of her own, right? Like, she spent how much time on the bench because of basically an accident. So it makes sense that she wouldn't just go willingly to do, go see a doctor. No. I don't really know where they're going with it. Like, is she, I, I know it's a work, right? But mm. like, why, why are, why are you not, is it so that Charlotte can come swoop in and have, and have some time to build up something or like, it doesn't make sense to me yet why they would be giving her some time off. Um, I didn't get to see the backstage thing. I don't know where, maybe I was making dinner, but uh, Rhonda, <laughs> To say that like she's bumping down the women's evolution by hitting Stephanie, I think that's really funny. Did Stephanie write that? Because it feels very much like Stephanie trying to take credit again. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a, yeah. in a bit of a backhand, backhanded way. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, right. and 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 I kind of thought it was weird that Rhonda wouldn't be like w- would say anything to stick up for Stephanie McMahon, considering the yeah. fact that they've just been at odds storyline wise. Since she came yeah. in, you know, I tweeted that out earlier. I said, can someone explain to me why Rhonda would care at all if Stephanie yeah, was beat up by somebody? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter because it's unprofessionalism. All right. She would know. <laughs> this um, superb my skills. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it's funny. Uh, I don't um, I, I'm not quite sure that they're actually going for the triple threat i i don't believe that because like right now hasn't my 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 memory my my memory is uh, is a little foggy here isn't uh, charlotte versus becky announced at elimination chamber i thought it was announced for Fastlane. well they haven't it's been an, locally announced it's been locally announced okay yeah mm-hmm. okay I had the impression that they were. I feel they might be building to that anyway, like mm-hmm. to have like one final match kind of thing at Fastlane, and and I really think afterwards they're going to sort of let this peter out. Yeah, I I don't see. I anyway, look, look, they've been they've been they being WWE, they've been tone deaf before. They will be tone deaf again. But if they're smart, they're they're not going to make a triple threat out of this. But we'll see. I don't think that's smart. I don't think that's smart either. No. Um. Anyway, I thought this was a good segment. It was a good way to start off the show. You know, I like how they're doing how they're how they're painting Becky. I'm like you. I'm interested to see how this is going to uh, unravel. Because they're going to be keeping her off of matches essentially for the next few. for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. But then look, immediately after this, you know, we had all our Becky. Next, we can get our, our dose of Ronda Rousey because it was time for her to fight Liv Morgan. <laughs> because I guess everyone needs a turn, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess so. And Ronda comes out uh, smiling again. Now, if I'm if I'm WWE, I am not after last week, I'm not having Ronda Rousey coming out smiling, baby facing and slapping hands all the way down. If you're going if 
if she, she if she's going to have the meltdown that she well that okay she had the meltdown last week she was mad she lost control uh, use it you know just like let's let's just incorporate it into her character Christ you have one woman severely injure the face of another and you decide to in, incorporate that into her character why not let that character trait move on anyway um Liv basically avoids Rhonda uh to begin with I like a good old-fashioned stall so Liv did good purposefully avoiding uh Rhonda until um until she avoids a clothesline with the uh, the Matrix dodge <laughs> but Rhonda then just punches her right in the gut uh, then slaps the arm bar on Liv, who instantly taps. So that's good. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to do, right? Is when you're being squished, squashed, like Liv. Yeah. Like, okay, the arm bar is supposed to be like the the biggest uh, finisher, the harshest finisher of all time. Well, there you go, you tap. Liv, Liv knows what she has to do. Then Rhonda grabs a microphone, and then has. Another garbage promo talking about uh, people sitting sitting on their hands booing her. Why don't you do something about it? Challenges Sarah Logan to do something? Ugh. <laughs> I don't understand. I, ugh. So basically, uh, so basically Sarah Logan gets to fight her. Uh, she goes right after Rhonda and carries her uh, lifts her up and spears her right in the corner. Uh, and then, uh, then, then, of course, we cut to commercial. When we come back, Logan is breaking out of a triangle and uh, drives Rhonda some more in the corner. Uh, Rousey has a, uh, has a nice takedown on, uh, on Logan. Flurry of fists and uh, hits the arm bar for the win. So then, yeah, the, the riot squad then regroup on the outside, a little battered, a little broken. Ruby Riot jumps up on the apron, seems to want a challenge, but backs off. And backstage, she has an interview in a gorilla position. You know, why'd you run away? She says, you know what? I didn't, I didn't run away. You know, when I'm going to fight Ronda Rousey, it's going to be for her title. And right now, you know, my friends Liv and Sarah, they, they've just been hurt. They need me right now. The Riot Squad have a bond that can't be broken. Jesus Christ. Kristen, is Riot Squad are Riot Squad baby faces now? No, it's like I it's like I said, I, I think everybody looks like a baby face against Rhonda just because the fans can't stand her. Um <laughs> this was like this is a clear instance of the company trying to do what they've always done to make character likable, or at least they think will help it. And it's not working. Like, they don't like Rhonda. And the fact that they keep fighting against the stream is really obnoxious. Like, mm -hmm. just go with the flow like they did with Becky and let everybody hate her because that's what she's good at. Um, you know, the lift thing was all of 30 seconds. That's that's normal. I like, <laughs> I like the stupid... So then they give Rhonda the mic and she's stumbling again at the very beginning. Like, oh, sit in her seats and boo me. And then starts in trying to antagonize Sarah and says something like, are you going to skin a rabbit or like, you're going to skin me like one of your rabbits. Or something. What was that? 
what? <laughs> what are you talking about, Rhonda? And and then you know, of course, Sarah gets in, and, and Sarah looked pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was impressed. I am not surprised that Ruby didn't want to fight. You know, oh, but my friends really need me is code for I don't have my friends in my corner to you know break up a, a pin or anything. Um, I personally would love to see Ruby and Rhonda yeah, give me sure. that match, like a real match, like not just the squash to make Rhonda look better, sort of. Give me, give me a real match. I want to see that. I really do. No, I agree, and um, uh, and that, and you're right. You know, it made you know, it made the disingenuousness of Ruby Riots. Oh, but my friends need me. Feel a lot more authentic and sincere, you know, yeah. because you're like, yeah, yeah, you go stick with your friends and fuck Rhonda, you know, kind of thing. It did <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, Sasha and Bailey are backstage. They have <clears throat> a quick, a uh, bit of a quick promo where they run into uh, Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross. Chaos <laughs> unites them. Um, because they're going to have a match a little later on. And since you're here, Kristen, we'll talk about the women's matches and then I'll um, kick you off uh, my stream. So the, a little later <laughs> in the evening, we have Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox versus the Boston Hug Connection. Now, the mat, as Bailey and Sasha are coming out, the heels attack them during the entrances. And they even launch Bailey into the LED boards they beat the shit out of Sasha. The officials try to come and split them up. You know what? I, I, I'm Before we get into the match, I want to hear what your thoughts are. I really like this because there's been so many throwaway women's tag matches, Kristen. Coming mm-hmm. out like this with an angle straight off the bat. You know, the, the heels are being heels. Uh, I'm all for this, adding some gravitas to a match. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Uh, like, I think Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross was the tag team that I didn't know I wanted. Like, they're, um, <laughs> they're amazing. They're so funny. Like, Nikki finally found somebody to play with um, and calls her the Fox, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, somebody on Diva Dirt's Twitter had said, like, they called they they called them uh, Team Straight Jacket, and I thought that was pretty funny. That's really funny. Um, it's really funny. I Like, I love this. Because the thing about Nikki is that, like, in NXT, right, she played heel, but she was also, like, universally liked. Mm-hmm. So she did awful things, but she was still, you know, she was still really liked. And so I think that's the case here, is that, you know, people generally really, really, really like Bailey and Sasha, but they're still they still like Nikki and Alicia Fox has just always kind of been like hilarious to me so I don't have a problem with it either I think I think it was a really good decision to pair up the two yeah I think so too uh and 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 uh, I've always been very big on Alicia Fox as well I've always thought like she's been it's always been perfect perfect nonsense uh and I'm and I'm I'm still glad that that she's able to maintain the idea of her being the the captain you know like she was the captain of the women's team last year at Survivor Series, yeah. and now she's like, don't don't touch my hat. Yeah, don't touch my hat. I'm the captain of the women's division yeah. now. I'm glad that she maintains right. that. Um, no, she's yeah. she's a lot of fun, and 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 yeah. And if you're going to put them together, you know, at least that's what I really liked about this angle here. It's that well, you're, we're going to put them together, but 
we're going to actually try and do something, actually get some heat going for them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I, I really liked about how this uh, how this started. Anyway, it was a good um, it was a good brawl, a good uh, angle to begin with, and probably would have been a lot better if the camera work wasn't complete shit. <laughs> it was really bad tonight. There were there was some egregious shit, and you know, I, you know, I was making fun of production value a little earlier on, but. You know, yeah. uh, you know, WWE <laughs> being the multi-million company that it is, and having uh, having the crew that it has, shit like ha- like what happened tonight, or where or that spot with Leo Rush earlier on, uh, later on against uh, Finn Balor, that no, that can't happen. It just it it just can't. Um. All right. Back to this match though. Um. Uh, but of course, the match begins while we're away from commercial. And since I'm in, in Canada, I don't get the picture in picture. So when we come back from Canada, from uh, <laughs> when we come back from commercials, we're still yes. in Canada. Well, I am anyway. Um, <sighs> Bailey is covering Nikki Cross. Uh, she hits a sliding forearm, covers her, only gets two. Scoop slams her uh, and goes for uh, for another cover. Again, gets two. Um I like this little sequence here where Nikki Cross gets a sleeper on uh, um, on Bailey, and that rocks her back into the uh, into the heel corner. Um, Nikki, not Nikki, sorry, Bailey slams Nikki Cross off of her, but Alicia Fox was able to tag herself in, so she gets a sleeper on, and she gets slammed as well. Both heels are in the ring. There's a cross uh, crossbody by Bailey on both heels at the, at, at the same time, which was really cool. Uh, side suplex by, by Bailey uh, on Nikki Cross. She covers it uh, on Alicia Fox. Covers her, but Nikki Cross breaks it up. Uh, so then Cross gets a side suplex of her own. Um, there's uh, Bailey hits a uh, a rope hung jawbreaker, but uh, her momentum gets stunted by a scissor kick by Alicia Fox. And Bailey is looking really, really, really strong uh, at this point in the match. And and I don't know about you, but I think it's a good thing. Well, Bailey looked like Bailey out there. Um, there's obviously a reason why Sasha wasn't able to come in or wouldn't come in, but Bailey looked really strong. Like it was, it, she's been progressively getting back to old Bailey. Mm-hmm. It's very promising. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited too. And you know, I'll maintain till. Uh, uh, until it actually happens, the audience, the audience is just waiting for an excuse to cheer for Bailey. It's not that mm-hmm. people don't like her. It's like you give her nothing to do. We know you're not giving her anything, so we're we're not we're not going to be stupid. But give her give her a re- give us a reason to cheer for her, and we'll do it. Um, the um. Uh, the match comes uh, goes into the in, in, into its uh, finishing sequence when Cross tries to avalanche um, tries to avalanche Bailey who's on the outside into the ring post, but uh, Sasha Banks who is hurt and hasn't been in the match at all pulls Bailey out of the way. So uh, so Nikki Cross posts herself. Bailey gets back into the ring and has a little sequence with Alicia Fox where she ends up rolling her up out of surprise. She wins for her team. Sasha did jack shit, but that's okay because she saved Bailey 
uh, from being crushed in a post. What did you think of the match? Yeah, I mean, like, I, Bailey did really well. Because I've seen some um, handicap matches with Bailey in it, and it's been really bad for Bailey. So mm-hmm. she did really well. Uh, they kept really pushing that Sasha saved her. So I don't think, frankly, I don't think they're, they're going to do like the Sasha turns on Bailey angle again. I don't see that coming, at least not before Elimination Chamber. But um, I really like the match. I think for a women's tag team match, it was really good. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they can't do it. I'm saying that they never let them do it. So they, they did really, really well. And mm-hmm. it took up a good chunk of time. And they sold some story. And it was emotional and crazy and psycho. And it was really good. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that the Boston Hug connection are moving forward at all. But I do not. hope that they keep... Team straight jacket. I'm stealing that from whoever that was on the Uh because that's. I mean, I love this tag team, and they're really good, and they need more heels yeah. all around. Yeah, they really do. Uh, Jay King in the chat says, "I hope, I really hope Mandy and Sonya win the tag belts. They deserve it, especially Mandy, Sasha and Bailey in <sighs> a chaser role. Sasha and Bailey in a chaser role is where the money is." Um, I, I, I agree with Sasha and Bailey chasing the belt. That I agree with. <laughs> but I know how you feel about Mandy Rose. CM Wrong, fi- Jay King. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I don't have a problem with Mandy Rose. I have a problem how they're using Mandy yeah, Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Good, uh, very good nuance there, <laughs> Editor-in-Chief. CM Phil says, I think Bailey in particular needs the win, so I think they will win setting up a match with Team Bestie at Mania. What, uh, who does he mean by Team Bestie, do you think? Mandy and Sonya, I guess? Uh, Team Bestie. Team Bestie. Unless, unless they have um, Trent Beretta and... Oh, uh, are they talking about Jack? Maybe they're talking about Jax and Tina? No. No. Yeah, wait, I don't know. I don't know. Let's Ma- team... I mean, the, yeah. other be- I mean the, only, the only other real besties, I mean, outside the Iconics... Yeah. Oh, he says Trish and Lita. That's what oh, he means. Oh, no. No. <laughs> like, I don't get me wrong. They're amazing, right? But, like, I really, um, I'd like, I'd like current women to be able to win this. And or at least fill up all the spots. Yeah, to compete for it. Because it's really, um, I agree. Like, I mean, it'd be cool to see them, like, maybe, like, in a, you know, like come to fast lane because that's going to be, that's always kind of a, you know, mm-hmm. um, pay-per-view anyway, but I don't, I don't really want them to compete for it. Not, especially not at a pay-per-view. I don't think that's good. Like not really compete for it. Yeah. 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 Who do you think is going to be the SmackDown? Yeah. The, because that we only have one last team uh, to go, right? We have, Nia Jackson, Tamina. We have Sasha and Bailey. We have Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya. We have the Iconics. Ah, uh, who's left on the SmackDown side? There's Naomi. Yeah. And Oscar um, and oh, I, do, I mean, unless they toss in Lacey Evans. Maybe. Maybe. Lacey Evans and Naomi like, in a uh, racist the, in a racist tag team. 
No, oh well, maybe maybe <laughs> Naomi, maybe Naomi and Carmela come to think of it. Yeah, because because yeah. there's a babyface team missing here. Yeah, <clears throat> right. So that would make yeah. sense, Naomi and Carmela, actually. Yeah, I'm excited to see who else is going to be in this. I think it's going to be really. I mean, this is an elimination chamber. This is going to be interesting. Could you imagine like Lacey Evans and Naomi, and then the, you know, Lacey Evans like asks Naomi to drive her everywhere, you know? Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not going to get into just just as a fair, uh, you know, warning. I guess I I come from this, okay, and I'm obviously white, and I oh, you're um, very uh, yeah for sure yeah, and I could totally see why people think Lacey Evans is racist, but I professionally have no comment on that situation. <laughs> okay, so there you go. There's there's. There's your professional comment right there. Um, <laughs> we have a uh, we have a uh, a um, another uh, segment backstage where Dana Brooke is apologizing to Natalia for what happened last week for losing the match. That she sorry that I bumped into you, Natty, and she's mad that uh, Natalia is ignoring her, and so she's going to go find a McMahon and make a match for next week. But Natty is wearing AirPods. She didn't see. We didn't see them because of Natalia's long, flowing ember hair. So another uh, quid pro quo here. Yeah, I liked when she said, "You know, or oh, are, are you mad that I said I'm better than you? I was trying to hype myself up. Get over it." <laughs> I thought that was really relatable because I do that too, right? I think well, we all do. I was about to say that's something you'd say to me. Um, right. The. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm okay. You know what I'm glad about this? Yeah, I'll tell you what makes me happy here. Uh, Dana Brooke getting proper airtime. Dana Brooke getting yeah. getting matches because uh man, I I think I think everyone's been sleeping way too long on her. I I really think her last real competitive matches go back to NXT when she was in that that duo with um uh, Emma Tennille mm-hmm. Dashwood. Like, I don't remember her really having any kind of uh, actual competitive matches on on main. She had, um, which if somebody had watched my honest reactions, um, she had that that pairing with Charlotte Flair. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And that, that led to some to some feud work. But, you know, then she got stuck with Titus Worldwide for what felt like eons mm-hmm. and and i even wrote mini plug <laughs> i even wrote an article on daily ddt about how excited we all were that she um, broke up with titus worldwide so that she could do something else yeah uh, yeah i'm i and i think when they let dana shine she's really good like she's clearly all about strength so let her be strong yeah you know um, yes i i think when they let her showcase that she does very well I'm excited. Good. I'm excited too. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And the final women's related segment of the evening, which will lead us on to other things. Yes. But uh, still, we I think we do have to mention this. The moment yeah. of bliss. Yeah. Where your favorite, your 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 top bestie, or at least you wish <laughs> you wish she was your best friend. I do wish. Alexa Bliss 
welcomes EC3. And I was like, God damn, it's about time. <laughs> Give this man a microphone. <laughs> this was one of this is still one of the things that puzzles me about how they're handling EC3. He he is such a natural on the mic, and they are refusing to let him talk. It's weird. It's so, mm-hmm. so strange. Anyway, she sees him arrive. She's, you know, she's she's giving him she's giving him some side eye, right? She's like, you're young, good looking, you have a large bank account. I'm like, ugh, all right. It's, it's like my dad's writing the show now. And um dad. She, she, Yeah, my dad. All right. What? She says, uh, you know, I want to know this is the question. Are you going to stay? Are you going to are you coming to Raw or are you going to Smackdown Live? And before he can say a word, out comes uh, your other favorite, Nia Jax. And to spread that rumor. What? Don't spread that rumor. It's not a rumor. She's not my other favorite. Mm, That's not what you uh, that's not what you tell me. You know, when you, you try uh, to get my attention in uh, on Twitter. What? Um, yeah, you know, because you keep, you keep sending me direct messages all the time. And I'm like, you wish. And, I'm like, and you keep telling me, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I'm, yeah, I'd like to talk about Nia Jackson more. She's so cool. I didn't know Mr. Warren Hayes was a liar. How unfortunate. I'm not. You are. No, 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 no. Anyway. We'll, we'll we'll touch on this subject another day. We said we you know I don't I don't want to I don't want to keep you too long here. <clears throat> so basically, she comes she comes out and she says you know no one cares about you. We see three. Nobody wants uh, to see this nauseating blind date thing. Um, you know they should be talking about me. How I broke boundaries in the Royal Rumbles match. How uh, Tamina and I qualified by beating you, Alexa. And I like how Alexa, like, well, for the, re- well, technically Mickey lost the match, you know, she's <laughs> just sort of like, <laughs> and I like that. Um, now, uh, everyone is wondering what I'm going to do next. Dean Ambrose comes out and interrupts Nia Jax. And he says, I'm sorry, Alexa. He basically tells Alexa, sorry, I don't want to be out here. I have something to say, though, to you, Nia Jax. You know, it's obvious to everyone that you have a huge crush on me. And just as he says that, I don't know if you picked up on it, but Renee Young, just in the small little space of of, of silence where Dean stopped talking, she went, oh, <laughs> she just let that out. It's obvious to everyone you have a huge crush on me. Oh, just like that. <laughs> her timing was perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, he understands that she's confused by her feelings. Please stay away from me. And then he continues the segment here where he where he wonders who EC3 is. Uh, EC3 goes to uh, to speak, but Dean knocks the microphone out of his hand. He asks him who he says, I'm taking over the interview. I have a few rapid question, rapid fire questions. You know, what does EC3 stand for? Where are EC1 and EC2? Who does your hair? Are you a Creed fan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> which eventually it, it, it eventually leads to uh, to EC3 just knocking Dean the fuck out and leading into a match. But we're going to get to the match a little later. Um, uh, You know, again, Nia Jax coming out to interrupt. 
um, aside from continuing continuing to make us dislike her, and maybe in you know maybe with some legit heat, <laughs> I don't know what this really served. I don't know, but I liked it, like from beginning to end. It was so good. like, like I probably would have been offended by a couple of these bits if it weren't so comical. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just I love Alexa Bliss's facial expressions. She's so good at them. Like it comes natural. Like, uh, you know, she says, "Am I ever gonna not be interrupted? Like, am I ever gonna finish a show?" Basically, and I was like, "Nah," and. <laughs> And just her face. And then, like, Naya, like, touches her when she's trying to talk to her. And she makes another one of those, like, Ugh. faces. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> and it, like, her face is just classic. It's really good. Uh, briefly on EC3, I don't know what they're doing with him either. I don't get the mute gimmick. But it's okay. Let Alexa talk. Because she's just hilarious and great. And I like watching her talk. It's funny. Uh, Nia Jax. I don't like Nia Jax despite what this liar on this show says, fake news. Who's on the, she, who's on the show line? She, uh, she, um, she didn't do terrible. Like, she wasn't as bad as she normally is, I guess. Like, I don't yeah. really understand the angle either, but I think everybody played off each other really well in the bit. You know, like, uh, Dean, so funny. Creed comment and then where's EC one and two like this is so good like everybody played off each other really really well yes and that's something we're missing like you know I that's part of the the thing I miss about men's wrestling is this ability to play off each other and they used to do that really really well a couple years ago like when Jericho was still in there and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and you had like natural mic people and when Dean was natural face even you know uh I think of Cesaro when they yeah. got to get the mic, they were awesome. So I miss that. I miss that about the men's division. So this was really, to me, this is really good. Like it was really funny, and I don't know what they're pushing, but I'm all for it. Frankly, oh, me. we'll see what happens. Of course, me and you know, I am not. Yeah, I'll just be straight about it. I'm not a Nia Jax fan, and it's not even a question about about her in ring work. I find. I find she doesn't have the character depth to pull off what WWE wants her to pull off. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, she's very, um, yeah, you know, I understand it's pro wrestling, you know, and there's a level of uh, phony that comes along with it. But man, at some point, you know, it's when it's not natural, it just, it's not natural. It doesn't feel good. I didn't care much for this segment again. Either right up until Dean started spewing nonsense, wasn't all that great either. Uh, I'm gonna miss him. What's that? I'm gonna miss him. Yeah, well, in WWE, but he'll be fine wherever he goes. Yeah. AEW. So, um, so, so there we go. So the, so basically, those were all the everything that had to do with the women this evening. Kristen Ashley from uh, from Diva Dirt editor-in-chief who popped in unexpectedly to offer her yeah. her, her her knowledge and expertise. Kristen, why don't you tell everyone where uh, where we can get so much more of you? Because <laughs> that's what you want, right? Uh, well, and Warren got the website right this time. I am the editor-in-chief of Diva Dirt. You can also find me on uh, Daily DDT and Fightful. 
Uh, like he said earlier, I'm letting uh, him be on my podcast, The Division. Uh, yes. Anthony Suter of Smart to Death will also be on that. Ooh. So it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting because we all have great chemistry. Uh, I have some good stuff for interviews coming up, intergender wrestling stuff coming up. Um, so just be on the lookout for all. I'm on Twitter with all the stuff. You'll see it, I'm sure. I'm Warren sure. Uh, likes to retweet me all the time. He pretends like he doesn't, but he does. And what is your Twitter? It's my name. <laughs> at Kristen Ashley. No, I, and I'm not going to make you put Miss or Mrs. in front of it either. Why would you do that? Yeah, who who does that? Weird. I do because it's my gimmick. Yeah. Kristen. Okay. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen. Sure. sure. What? Thank you very much for popping by. <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm. I, I appreciate. Oh. Yes, and, and and hopefully, hopefully you can come back in another time. Yes. All right. I thank, will. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right. That was Kristen Ashley. Thank, thank God she comes. She 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 pops in. Right. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. I like her. I like her a lot. So who? We'll talk about the other matches now. We had a four uh, a, a uh, four corner tag team match: Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, the B Team, and the Revival to become the number one contender for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Second week, se- uh, sorry, uh, second match title match opportunity. Let me start over. Second title opportunity for Heavy Machinery in a week. So good for them. Good for them. Match starts off with Grand Metalik versus Curtis Axel. Metalik with a kick to the midsection. Second rope missile drop kick on Axel as well. Lindsay Dorado comes in with a pop-up drop kick, which is really cool. I'm a big Lindsay Dorado guy. For those of you who do listen uh, to my 205 Live NXT NXT UK podcast on Fightful Select, you'll know I like me some Lindsay. Lindsay has uh, uh, Lindsay has an arm bar in. Tucker Knight tags himself in, gets a couple of gut wrench face slams on Lindsay. Otis gets tagged in. They do a three point shoulder block on uh, uh, both of them. It's a double team, double team diving headbutts as well. They cover Dash Wilder who kicks out at two. Otis does a. Airplane spin scoop slam. They take out Scott Dawson. They slam the B team out to the floor. Lucha House Party do synchronized acai moonsaults to the outside. That was cool. And in the ring in the meantime, the uh, uh, heavy machinery guides do the bushwalker walk and they crush Dawson's head between their 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 torsos. They pick him up and uh, and then launch him to the outside. Back from commercial, Dawson slams Metalik, covers him, only gets two. Double team gut buster on Metalik. Cover by Dawson once again, but only gets two. Lindsay back in the ring. Hits a big flying body press. A hurricane Rana follows. Drop kicks Wilder. Drop kicks Wilder. And then from the drop kick, moonsaults onto Dawson. Again, a reason why I love Lindsay that much. Hits a double stunner as well. Lindsay dives to the outside. 
that takes him out for the rest of the match, though. The B-team double-team Grand Metalik, but Otis uh, takes them down. He avalanches Bo Dallas, hits his caterpillar elbow. Heavy Machinery go for the compactor, but Dash Wilder jumps Tucker Knight, who was running the rope, uh, dumps, I should say, Tucker Knight over the top rope as he was running the ropes. Dawson avoids a roll-up attempt uh, by Dallas, who runs into a shatter machine, and the Revival are once again in a position to become Raw Tag Team Champions. Now, will this be the thing? Will this be the moment? Will this be finally the consecration that we're all waiting for regarding the revival? Probably not. <laughs> Backstage, we have uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder who run who basically run into each other and Hawkins you know feels bad he looks at his friend and he says look I'm toxic you know I know that you want to be you want to do the buzz and woody thing you've got a friend in me which I thought was pretty was pretty funny and you know he says but you know I'm I'm I lose here I'm the loser you're not going to get anywhere if you're friends with me and Zack Ryder says that he's been here for 13 years and yet they managed to spell my name wrong. And the funny part here is that he gets a little goofed up in his promo because last week they spelled Zach Z-A-C-H instead of Z-A-C-K. <laughs> he says, they spelled my name wrong. They spelled it Z-A-C-K-H. Z-C-H-K. And he's confused in his promo, but he's pulling it up. He's like, mm, it just makes me so mad. But Ryder basically says, you know, that they're, you know, we're going to work together and you and I, we're going to break your losing streak together. Now I want this to work. I want this team to work. I want the, I, I want a buddy story. Two guys working together just so, to, to help snap one streak of bad luck. I would love that. I, I really, really want this to work. Kurt Angle comes to the ring. He has his, uh, for his, his announcement, his announcement, he talks about the three eyes. He says that he's done everything in WWE from the European Championship to the Hall of Fame. He tore the house down at WrestleMania, soiled the ring with milk. Let me tell you, I soil stuff with a lot of stuff. Milk included. He said he even met the son he never knew, thanks to WWE. And obviously, he has everyone who reminds him how much he sucks, of course. There's the you suck chance. And he says, thanks, I guess. But he says, the three I's have been replaced by the three D's. Doubt, defeat, and depression. The last matches didn't go his way. There's one opponent that he cannot beat, and that is Father Time. And just before he goes on, out comes Baron Corbin. I was expecting Father Time. But it was just Baron Corbin, the draw. Corbin said, tells him, you know, you did this to yourself, uh, you know, uh, I think this speech that you're about to make, you should have done it at the Hall of Fame. You wanted to be in matches. You wanted to prove you still had, yeah, still had what it takes to be a superstar. Superstar, and now you're nothing more but than a shadow of a man. 
Kurt threatens to break his ankle, but out comes Drew McIntyre. And he says, you know, people used to look into your eyes and saw a warrior, but I saw fear as I tapped you out with your very own ankle lock. Corbin and Drew head down to the ring to take out Kurt for good, but out comes Braun! And Braun attacks Drew, Angle attacks um, uh, Corbin, and Braun basically uh, uh, goes after everyone. He launches a chair at Baron Corbin, and that sets up our main event for the evening. Drew and uh, Baron Corbin against Kurt Angle and Braun Strowman. Uh... In this situation here, I really do feel like Braun and Drew deserve better feuds. Whether it's against each other or not, they just deserve better feuds than what they're being handed here. And as far as main event goes, it's not exactly the most exciting one that we've had, is it? Next, we have... Um, oh. Oh. Jeff Jarrett versus Elias. <clears throat> so Road Dog comes out and does his uh does the new age the new age outlaws shtick. And that brings Jeff Jarrett out. And then they start singing My Baby Tonight. Now WWE has this impression that people fondly remember my baby tonight and that it's a it's a thing and that people are like excited to hear it they remember the words and whatnot there's this delusion that exists okay we'll sing this song that everyone loves as far as songs that have come from wwe that people remember this is not one of them. You know, you, people remember, uh, um, uh, people will remember more uh, uh, Pile Driver by Coco Beware. They remember Stand Back by Vince McMahon much, much more than My Baby Tonight. It's ridiculous. Grab Them Cakes. We even remember Gene Okerlund doing uh, Tutti Frutti, for fuck's sake. For some reason, this is like a big baby face deal to have them come out and sing sing this song. And you know what? This it, While they were singing, especially during the, the spots where it was either a guitar solo or you had the backup singers singing, there, was, there were some awkward moments. I can't believe I remembered the lyrics. God damn. Elias comes out uh, and interrupts two cheers. And he says that he'd rather watch Adam Levine, Levine excuse me, than these two. Two cheers. He's getting cheered right until he says he's not going to do a song here in Portland. That gets booze. And Jeff Jarrett, in the meantime, to try and to try and get some 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 uh, to try and get a pop. On his side, he quotes Eddie Guerrero. <sighs> then Jared and Elias go after each other. And we have our match. Now, 
this isn't much this isn't much of a match. I will say, you know, Jarrett looks I mean, they kept putting over the fact that he hasn't wrestled in 20 years, which isn't true. Which isn't true. There was this whole impact stint. Maybe it's been 20 years that he hasn't been in the WWE ring, but the way they were phrasing it is like, oh, he hasn't wrestled in 20 years. That's not true. And he looks good. He looks fantastic. Like at at his age, I will not look as good as Jeff Jarrett. All right. Uh buyer beware. I will not look that good with my shirt off. I don't look good with my shirt off right now. And 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 no, I'm not gonna show you guys. <laughs> um but the point, I mean, he he worked just fine. Everything was okay. But I did not want to see this. I don't know who wanted to see this. You know, the, a couple of weeks ago, the, the, the McMahon's were all in the ring t- telling us about uh, telling out about telling us about his uh, uh, about the stuff being fresh. There's nothing fresh about putting Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog Jesse James in a ring doing stuff. And if this is this is their idea to cement a heel turn for Elias, it's not working and it's not going to work either. Elias is um the they're trying to force the heel turn here when the audience still wants to clearly be on his side and they're going to try and force it and it's going to blow up in their face and I can tell you one thing um it, it, it's not by it's not by having him face hall of famers that really you know people and this is not to take anything away from the legacy of Jeff Jarrett but he's not that fondly remembered and will remember him for other stuff than his WWF runs where he hated the Jeff Jarrett gimmick. He hated it. If they wanted to do, let's bring some, if they wanted to bring some old guys back to the ring to, for Elias to demolish, bring back a guy like, like I, I'm just spitting this out here, but I mean, like Goldberg. You bring Goldberg in, you know, you have Elias wrap a guitar around his head or something or uh, his back because you you know what I mean. Uh, And that's heat because people really like Goldberg. They'll still pop for him. No one pops for Jeff Jarrett. He's, He's just there. This is such a weird, weird angle that they're doing here. It doesn't make sense to be turning Elias so quickly it's as if they didn't even try it's 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 as if they didn't even try really to make the heat the face thing work it's like well let's just flip it around and he won the match but what he got laid out by the legends after why are they burying him he has not won a match in so long he lost his matches to baron corbin Oh, well, he can't seem to be getting any proper crowd reactions when he's wrestling. Of course not. You're having him lose to Baron Corbin. You're having him get beat up by two old guys who are out of shape. Come on. And the guitar shot, 
the guitar. That wasn't a gimmick guitar. That looked harsh. That guitar was not fixed up to break apart. It's ridiculous. Next, we have uh, we have Finn Balor versus Robert Lashley. Finn is still injured off of his match with Braun Strowman. Eh, Braun Strowman. Brock Lesnar. And the beating he took at the hands of Robert Lashley last week. So, uh, he comes out to the ring. Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush come out. Rush has a microphone and he says, you know, we know you're injured, Finn, you know, but even if you weren't injured, this isn't a question of David and Goliath. This is a question of Mouse versus Mac Truck. You don't even have a chance. You shouldn't even be even talking about the IC title. Then uh, Bobby Lashley says, you know, I had a title. You had a title matchup against Brock Lesnar and what happened? You couldn't beat him. I'm better than Brock. I can beat him in wrestling. I can beat him in octagon. I can beat him in my dream, in my sleeps, <laughs> in my sleeps. Uh, he says, how are you going to beat me if I'm better than Brock? So he says, you know, you're not going to get a title match from me tonight. You're going to fight Leo Rush instead. And I'm like, whoa, this is a, I like this trade-off. You kidding me? Leo Rush versus um, Finn Balor? I am all about that. I am all, all about that. So um, they get into the match. Uh, they, they get into the uh, they get into the ring, and before the match starts, Bobby Lashley attacks Finn, uh, and that obviously it uh, it will affect your boy Balor for pretty much the entirety of the match. The bell rings. Uh, and Rush goes straight for the ribs. Um, Finn tries uh, tries everything to uh, to get an upper hand at first, but can't. Uh, but eventually, he does start stomping uh, Leo Rush down. Rush uh, hits a drop, uh, not Rush, but Finn hits a drop kick uh, between the ropes to the outside on um, on Leo Rush. Um, Lashley then pulls some interference and the referee expels Robert Lashley from ringside. Rush then uh, takes uh, the opportunity of all these distractions to dive right onto Finn and we go to commercial. As we come back, Rush is uh, uh, giving Finn some knees, but Finn fights back and hits an enziguri right to his face. Goes up top for the coup de grace. It's countered by Rush, who crotches Finn on the top rope. Followed by a top rope Hurricane Rana by Leo Rush. He gets Finn in a, in a modified abdominal stretch, but Balor reverses it. And he explodes, goes for a stomp, hits a stomp on the chest. He tries, I think, for like a reverse 1916. Like he has him in a dragon, uh, like in a dragon sleeper position. And he tried to lift him. I And I thought... Yeah, well, not, not I thought. Usually, the 1916 is more in a, he. It's more like a, a standing face lock. Now he had him like uh, inverted, so I wondered if that was that's what he was going to do. But no, because uh, his ribs are hurting, so he can't pr pull the move the move off. Rush goes for uh, goes up top for his uh, split legged frog splash. Finn rolls out of the way. Um, Leo Rush lands on his feet, eats a drop kick by Finn, 
followed by the coup de grace, and Finn gets the win, but Lashley rushes back down. Phil, Finn, Phil, Finn rolls out of harm's way. You know, I, as much as I was like, ooh, yeah, give me this, uh, give me this uh, rush, um, this Leo Rush uh, Finn Balor match, well, it was very, unfortunately, very standard. It, you know, okay to get the angle going, but man, if they had decided to go full blast on this, it could have really been a lot of fun. Maybe next time. We uh, talked about the uh, Moment of Bliss segment with uh, Madame Ashley a few moments ago, so we're going to jump right into the match between EC3 and Dean Ambrose. Big news that Dean Ambrose's contract, uh, WWE announced that his contract will not be renewed in April. People seem to still think it's a work. Well, if you ask me, that's not what... I think we have proof positive here that uh, Dean is on his way out if he's doing the honors. I mean, there wasn't much of a match here. Um, EC3 hits a... Um, uh, EC3 hit a... Uh, like um like an sto but with a front face lock i you know i'm i'm not sure if that's exactly well maybe the name has a move but it looked like that like a front face lock sto that was cool dean tried to hit hit dirty deeds but instead ec3 flips over and pins dean for the ween so yeah i mean Maybe this is the Dean Ambrose farewell tour, and as a true pro, he'll put uh, he'll put the new guys over. But here's the thing: here's the absolute thing uh, that's really quintessential here to point out is that of course, of course, you're going to let Dean be Dean now that he's leaving, because his his mic segment that he had tonight was wonderful he was perfect he was loose was good anyway wherever dean ends up he'll be fine he'll be absolutely fine oh uh, and chat says um daniel in the chat says he's eating triple h's shovel on the way out uh, on the way out the door it's not necessarily triple h's shovel like this is tradition Usually when you're when you're on your way out, you put other guys over. That's typically that's tradition. And I and I'm and I'm glad he, I, I'm glad we're going down that way. Shows that Dean is a true pro. Um Mojo Raleigh does another mirror promo. And I salute him. Main event time is Baron Corbin and uh Drew McIntyre versus Curtin Braun. And Kurt is hitting suplexes, German suplexes, right off the gate. Corbin then uh, rolls uh, rolls around to avoid uh, to avoid getting in an ankle lock. Braun does the uh, charge outside the ring and knocks Drew down, and that gets uh, Corbin back into the uh, into the ring with another German. Rolls through um, uh, another German on Corbin who uh, rolls through the ankle lock. And Kurt ends up into the ropes where he eats a big old headbutt from Drew McIntyre. Back from commercial, Corbin is beating up Kurt Angle. Uh, Corbin gets Angle up in that chin lock he likes to do. 
Double team stomps by the heels, double team shoulder blocks in the corner. Corbin does the slide outside the ring post thing, but as he's going out, Drew tags him. I like that. So Kurt goes after Corbin when he gets back in the ring, not realizing that Drew is the legal man. So Drew gets the upper hand here. Kurt goes for an angle slam on McIntyre, but Drew uh, hits one of his own, then applies the ankle lock. Ooh, shades of that match. Shades. However, Kurt does get the hot tag over to Braun, who goes a banana cuckoo crazy, tossing Corbin out, avalanching Drew, and clubs him down to the match. Drew pushes Strowman to the ropes. Corbin lowers the top, so uh, the big man tumbles over. Uh, and then Corbin hits a flying knee off the apron right to Braun's kisser. He slams him into the posts. Drew um, uh, slams him into the post and back in. The ring, Drew chops Braun. Neckbreaker covers him, but only gets one. Uh, they hit a double back body drop. Corbin covers him, only gets two. They try to double suplex Braun, but Braun instead suplexes both guys, but... He doesn't quite lift Corbin. Corbin sort of like corkscrews around. Doesn't look good. And that brings Kurt Angle in. He Germans everywhere. He starts tossing Germans everywhere. Clotheslines Drew to the outside. Angle slam. Covers Corbin, but Drew makes the save. Drew eats a shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle by Braun. Corbin is afraid to be hit by by Braun, and he says, look, if you hit me, you're going to be disqualified. I'm like, what? What? Really? Yeah, you're going to be disqualified. And you hear the ref saying, and an audible, he's saying, yeah, if you hit him, you're going to be disqualified. Braun's like, what the hell are you people talking about? I do this all the time. I hit the legal man. I hit the non-legal man. We've even done this this match. So, fuck y'all. And he clocks Corbin, and guess what? The ref calls the match. I'm like. <laughs> so the DQ is forced. They go to the outside. Braun goes after Corbin, but he eats a claymore over the barricade. The heels drag Kurt Angle um, out of the ring and mess him up on the outside. They bring some steps back into the ring to try and, and, and end Kurt Angle's career. But Braun saves him. Slams Drew on the stairs, choke choke slams Corbin on the stairs, and that's that. Look, this was not good. <laughs> this was not a good match. And, and the finish, well, listen, if WWE at least had consistency regarding its rules in matches, then this would not come off as a contrived shitty finish. It would have just been, okay, well, there we go. That's the thing. Blah. This was not a fun episode of Raw. I thought it started off strong with the opening segment. I thought, uh, well, I mean, Ronda's squash matches were exactly that. Um... I, you know, I still don't see what WWE season Baron Corbin, they're giving him too much room right now, or at least they need to refresh him again. You know, there's still, there's no real reason for him to still 
keep coming out like he's the assistant to the general manager, assistant regional manager to the general manager. There's no reason for him to be doing that anymore. I thought the women's tag team match was fine. I thought the Jeff Jarrett Elias thing was insulting. Finn Balor versus uh, Leo Rush was okay, but nothing more was an angle. The uh, Moment of Bliss segment was a bit of a train wreck. And the main event was just very, very stale. All people we've seen uh, fight each other in the past so much for the freshness that we were all so promised seeing new people in new positions with some old faces. You know what? When they said, you know, old faces in new positions, they weren't kidding. Bringing goddamn Jeff Jarrett back to wrestle. Where was Seth tonight? Seth Rollins was nowhere. Well, there you have it, folks. That is my raw recap for tonight. And what an event it was. We had a run-in again tonight by some crazy woman. And, we, and, 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 and the stream wasn't quite cooperating. I hope it wasn't too harsh on your end, folks. It wasn't too laggy, so on and so forth, for those of you who were watching live. But, you know, if it was a little tough and you'd like to listen to this in a, on, a clean, uh, on a clean recording, well, yeah, go, go find the Mr. Warren Hayes Show on your favorite podcasting platform. The audio will be there. The audio will be perfect. It'll be pristine. It'll be beautiful. You can go check that out. And I want to thank Kristen Ashley for popping in. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at Kristen Ashley. You'll be, uh, you'll rest assured. You'll know whenever she does something exciting, it will be there. And as for me, well, you can follow me on Twitter as well at Mr. Warren Hayes. You can follow me on Instagram at the same, same place. And, uh, and I hope that you all come back tomorrow. Folks, for another uh, for another edition of Mr. Warren Hayes Show to recap the uh, to recap the SmackDown live show that will happen tomorrow evening. So, guys, thank you all so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time.